Welcome to the True Creator Podcast. I'm Allison Holly, intuitive guide, channel, and sacred sexuality coach. I'm also the author of the book, The Era of the True Creator. Each week, and with each new episode, I'll be sharing what it means to be a true creator, exploring the full spectrum of our multidimensional selves through a variety of topics, from the very human to the highly cosmic. If you are awakening and expanding into your multidimensional self, this is your place. Hello, true creators, and welcome back to the podcast. I have a very special guest today. She is a, an amazing human and really just doing the work that I love in the world. And her work has actually impacted my life. So today I am talking with Sarah, I'm sorry, I already mispronounced your name, Sarah Belzeal. And um, Sarah is a part of the New Body Electric School. So you may have heard of it before. They put on beautiful retreats all over the U.S. And um, they do really amazing work. So hi, Sarah. Hi, Allison. I'm so glad to be here with you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for being here. I'm excited too. I know we've talked and we've shared our stories and I feel like the work that the Body Electric School does and after talking to you, the work that you do is just, it's so in alignment with what I, what I love is coming out in the world and I think that it's just such amazing um, work and create so many openings for people. So I'm really excited to dive into it. Um, so would you be able to just maybe tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do with the school? Sure. So, uh, I have been involved with the school at the administrative level for about a year and a half now and involved with the work itself for I think close to five years now um, when I first attended my first workshop which I think is the same well not the exact same session of the workshop that you attended Allison but we yes. both attended the same <laughs> you know structured or named workshop called celebrating the body erotic mm -hmm. uh, it really created a huge shift in my life and I have become more and more involved in it over the years um, not only now as an admin but also as a, as a faculty member teaching some of the introductory workshops at the school and just supporting the development of the women's and the all genders program. The Body Electric School was originally started by a gay man, Joseph Kramer, mm -hmm. um, in New York in the 80s. And since then, the work has expanded to be adapted into forms that really serve everyone. And it's such a gift and an honor to be working to bring this, this to more people and to create more openings and transformations for yeah, for people all over the world, really. Yes. Yeah. So this is worldwide. Yeah, yeah. We have oh. branches. I mean, primarily, you know, started here in the U.S., but mm -hmm. now we have a presence in Australia and Israel. Um, 
and yeah, that, that, those are really the main international presences right now. I love that. I love yeah. that. So just to give a little context, I want to talk about how I came about hearing about the body electric, and then I want to dive oh, into your story. <laughs> so um, just so that the people who already listen to this podcast know, and you already know uh, my story, um, let's see, you may have heard that about two years ago is when I started teaching sexuality. And um, I moved to Washington and I went up on a, a hilltop <laughs> and did a meditation there and immediately received the guidance that I was there to uh, begin teaching sexuality and be a sexuality teacher. So I found a book and the book was called Shameless. There is another book out right now called Shameless by um, a female pastor, I believe. And it is uh, something that I haven't read, but there is another book that um, is called Shameless. And it was written probably 10 years prior to uh, the current book that you'll find out. So this other book, Shameless, it's a little bit harder to find, but it totally blew something open in me. And in this book, this woman talks about how she went through a sort of sexual awakening journey. And she was in a marriage um, and she just started to feel this, you know, she sort of reached midlife and she started to feel this feeling of there's got to be more and just this craving for more and this desire to know more about her own sexuality and to explore. And she had a gay massage therapist, a gay man who was, um, you know, giving her a massage and he was talking about how he had gotten a massage with a happy ending. And when she heard that, she thought, why don't women ever have this experience? Um, and so she decided to ask, uh, her massage therapist, you know, I wonder if I could have that experience. Can you give me this <laughs> information? And I mean, the book is really cute. Um, she's definitely got an exuberant personality. And so she actually started going to these different massage therapists who were giving happy endings, so to speak. And, mm -hmm. um, and they would work with her as someone who has a yoni and experiment. So they were all experimenting together. And one of the people that she went to um, was a young gay man who had studied with Joseph, Joseph Kramer with the Body Electric uh, School. And like you said, at the time it was, you know, mostly it was just for gay men. And um, I don't know the history and how it all shifted, but a lot of that shifting started to happen um, around that time. And I just think it's really fascinating. I loved this book. And so when she talked about this school, um, I was really fascinated and I started doing my own research and found out that within just a few months, there was a women's retreat with this school, um, in a nearby city. So I was up in Washington. It was up in Victoria, uh, British Columbia, Canada. And so I immediately signed up 
um, really without hesitation. I didn't even know what was going to be happening at the retreat. I just knew that I wanted to go. And so long story short, <laughs> I went to this retreat and it completely blew me open. It was such a revelation. Mm -hmm. I have friends that I still talk to from this retreat. Um, and you know, before that and since then, I've been fascinated with the Body Electric School. Um, huh. And you and I talked about, when we talked previous to this recording, about how we had very similar massive experiences at this retreat because you went to your own version. You, you went to a different location at yeah. a different time, but the same retreat essentially. So I'd love to hear about your experience and what brought you in. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's so, it's so fun to be talking about it. I mean, not only just because it's fun to share with the world on, yeah. in a podcast format like this, but because it's really fun to share in intimacy of with you of someone else who has been through this and yeah. has, you know, the shared reality of how of this particular way of, of just being in the world <laughs> and yeah. walking, walking through this experience. So, Okay, so let's see, where do I start? Um, no, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. Uh, where I was when I found out was Body Electric, about Body Electric, was actually from a podcast. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh <laughs> right? Ironic. <laughs> and I was divorced after being married for 19 years and was very much curious about sexuality because sexuality had always been very important to me but was never something that I talked about outwardly or wasn't really part of my exploratory life if you will and yet I'd always been a very dedicated spiritual seeker um, I would say I had really put spirituality really at the top of my list. I mean, other than I, I was making a living running a coffee company. Um, so I wasn't, that wasn't how I was making my living, but it was definitely the thing that was the most important to my heart, my spirit, my soul. And so when I heard this podcast, it was Lisa Schrader, actually her, she had, she was interviewing Robin Thorne Smith, who was and um, in learning more about Robin, I found out that she had been to a body electric school workshop. Mm. And I think maybe just from other people I knew, like body electric just has this reputation of being sort of a gold standard in the erotic education community. And at the time, I didn't, I don't think I would have been able to articulate that, but I could sort of just feel it in like how yeah. people spoke about it. And so I was like, well, I'm going to go, even though I really didn't know what I was getting into. I just knew that I was curious about sexuality and I, and I really was curious about integrating it with my spiritual life because I, I was starting to understand by reading some things that Joseph had written actually that sexuality and spirituality could actually be the same path, which mm -hmm. growing up as a Catholic, like that was very, very yeah. foreign to me. You know, those parts of my world had very much been separate. Um, 
So the idea of unifying those two things in my life, I was just super curious about that. So Mm -hmm. I showed up at this workshop and I remember I was so nervous. I was so worried because I just had no idea what to expect. I talked to the coordinator ahead of time and I didn't even know what questions to ask other than that I asked about the facilitator and like you know I felt like knowing something about the facilitator might help me to feel more comfortable like I don't know um and all the coordinator could tell me was well she's very good at creating safe space and at the time I was like what the hell does that mean like why do you even (laughs) need safe space like what is why is safe space important you know saying saying you're creating space safe space just means like that you're gonna need it for some reason (laughs) you know true in some ways, it just like made me more nervous. <laughs> but I was following this sort of invisible thread, you know, of like I just knew I needed to be in that room. So, mm. so I showed up and just, um, you know, did my best to really be present. And I feel like I spent the whole weekend kind of watching my mind, trying to determine how to quote unquote do things right you know like how to how to be the best at the workshop and all this kind of yes thing. it's and, so and, funny how we prepare isn't it when we have right? no idea and, and if there's one thing I've learned from you know five years or so of doing this work like there really is no right way to do this work at all and I'm sure that's what they told us like right at the beginning but as someone who's a product of not only Catholicism, but, you know, Western academic, you know, education for what, 16 years or however many years that I went to school. Uh um, It's really hard to let go of that, of this, you know, you're not going to get a grade and there's not like a way to be the best in the class. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I know. Yeah. amorphic I guess would be a word Mm -hmm. for it it's just formless it's got a it's got a path of its own yeah yeah so I that was just one of the I mean one of the many threads I feel like I, I followed in myself that weekend but I'll tell you one of the most powerful kind of takeaway moments for me was um uh I'll give you a couple of them on the the progression of the workshop one of the the things that happens is Sunday morning, there is a heart circle where everyone just speaks about something that's on their heart just for a couple of minutes. We go around the circle. It's one of the only times in the workshop where you really have an opportunity to, to verbally process because there's a lot of touch, there's breath work, there's movement, but it's not a lot of verbal processing. Yeah. Um, so the Sunday morning heart circle for someone who's pretty verbal and often cerebral was like uh-huh. comforting right because I was like oh good we just get to talk you know <laughs> um, and so ever, as everyone was talking I noticed that my energy like I was so had been so opened up by the opportunity to really sink into my own embodied pleasure and to go into this other dimension of my psyche that I don't think I even really knew existed that as everyone spoke, I literally felt like I was 
visiting a different planet. It was like, I just felt this almost like energetic merging with each person who was, who was talking. And it just felt like, I was like, well, I'm never going to need to travel again because I can just travel by like visiting each person's universe as they talk. You know, it was like just fascinating. And then later that day we were being grouped into groups of three and I was blindfolded and there was someone else coming over to join my my trio of people and I didn't know who it was because I was blindfolded and yet as this person was coming over I could just feel in my intuition who this who it was I just kind of knew who it was even with my blindfold on so then when I took my blindfold off and it was that person I was I was astonished because I had Mm -hmm. never experienced that level of just biz like embodied knowing before and then later that day, we did another, you know, group of three exercise where again, someone was coming over and I didn't, I was blindfolded and they were approaching our group. And again, I knew who it was without taking off my blindfold. And I was just astonished because I'd never, I didn't even believe, I, I didn't really think that I was one of those people who could experience like things like, like knowing like that, you know, sort of psychic or ESP or whatever you might call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just attributed it to being open in a way that I had never been open before. And it was so helpful to my like scientific rational mind to have that little simple demonstration of these extra layers, I guess, that are available to us that, um, but I actually did go back six months later or a few months later and repeated the workshop again, just to see if I would experience that again, <laughs> <laughs> just to like test it out. You know, I have my degree is in biology. So right, like, right. I, you know, I, the, the scientist in me has to be satisfied. To some right. So I did it again. And sure enough, Sunday morning, same experience with the heart circle of like visiting different planets. And then, Sunday afternoon when we were being grouped into these groups this time I was so confident about who was coming over to join I literally like said their name before I even took my blindfold off and Mm. it just it yeah it was it was a really um clear I guess proof and it's it's funny to talk to tell the story because that's not at all what you know the point of the workshop is it's not like we're teaching people you know, to read minds or have extra spiritual powers. And yet, you know, for me, it just happened to be a really clear manifestation of this deeper, this deeper opening that was happening in my whole, you know, in like every cell of my being that came as a result of working with this particular portal of eroticism, of sensuality, of embodiment. I think it's perfect, especially for the people who listen to this podcast already in that, you know, recognizing that by cueing into the body that we're, we are opening up our intuition and, and our uh, spiritual practices expanding through the body, Um, you know, and just to, to briefly interject one of the things that I teach is channeling and right. when I teach a channeling workshop, I teach people go into the body first, make sure you're fully embodied and grounded because that's actually going to 
help open you up, uh, help help open your crown and everything like that. So, and I think it's kind of a, a little known fact. I think a lot of people like you were mentioning about yourself, and this is true of my story as well, that combining the spiritual and the sexual is a journey that many of us um, weren't aware of that could be, that they could exist together. In fact, they could amplify each other. So I think it's perfect that you talk about that, um, that your intuition opened through these deep embodiment practices. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was really looking for the mystical, you know, the, the, I was looking for a mystical experience and, you know, some people come to body electric, I think looking for healing and it's both, you know, it, it, it works on so many different levels. It meets you where you are in your journey and, you know, what it is that you're really yearning to get out of it. And in some ways, you know, they're the same thing, you know, healing mm-hmm. is mystical. <laughs> so. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. I love that. And so yeah. then what happened? So you went to this retreat, blew you open. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to the next did. one. Yeah. And I, um, I actually started working with clients also um, to, I called myself an epiphany midwife because oh, I, was I, really, <laughs> I was really interested in, well, I just, I just felt like I had this gift of being able to go in with people and connect to their inner worlds um, in this way and work with in the emotional and the sensual realm. I wasn't doing any touch work at the time. I was really just working with people. Um, yeah, uh, in kind of their emotional landscape and harvesting the the Shakti, you know, this divine feminine, this raw emotion that's oftentimes just cruising around in our systems and inviting it to to clarity, you know, to kind of birth mm-hmm. itself into, to speak in a language that the person could understand Um you know, whether it was intensity around a personal relationship or a family situation or something at work. And so I I did that for a couple of years and still do it in some ways. But now I've also, um, I'm also a cuddleist. So I work with people um, with touch too. And it's it's not erotic touch. It's just touch, you know, platonic Mm -hmm. touch. Um, and that was another huge part of my journey, actually, after Body Electric was getting into the, the cuddling scene. I became a cuddle party facilitator and oh, then I love that. One people. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because decoupling sex and touch in some ways, what I experienced in the Body Electric workshop was was eroticism and touch and breath. And then what I ended up, you know, the path that I ended up on was cuddling where really sex is not part of that uh, at all. Mm. And I think I really needed to start there because I just start, I needed to learn about just touch in and of itself and how important of a need that is for, for everyone really. I mean, especially for me, I I didn't realize how important it was and that, and learning that I didn't have to get it through a, you know, monogamous relation, like, you know, a sexual relationship right. was, 
was very was huge um just opened up all these other avenues for getting these needs met um and then i became passionate about helping other people to yes. also um you know go to however many steps down that journey were appropriate for them um let's see and then the way i ended up getting more deeply involved with the school was uh, the former owner was looking to transition to a nonprofit and I had struck up a relationship with him shortly after I went through, I experienced my first workshop because I had been interested in looking to make a career transition and I knew the school was for sale back then. Um, but it was, let's see, 2000, um, 18, I guess, that he had this retreat where he invited us to, um, you know, certain uh, core group of people to come together to explore transitioning to a nonprofit. And it took us a little, almost a year to figure out how to have that transition happen, but it finally did. It was last January. Mm. Now that, so now it's been another year since then that we um, that we transitioned into a nonprofit, which has been a really beautiful, expansive thing for the school because it's it really is providing a way for the work to 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 be available for everyone and to expand its its platform and to become more of a community run organization instead of just a privately held um, you know company. So it's really made a lot more lot more things possible. Yeah. Can you dive a little bit into the school itself and, um, you know, some of the shifts that it's been through and really um, what the, what you all have as your aim for the school now that it is the new body electric school? Mm, Yeah. Well, I'll just speak about some of the things that I'm most excited about and working on. I mean, there's so many things that we're working on in the school now and the areas that I'm really focusing on are expanding the women's and the all genders curriculum and programming um, to make it more accessible. And one of the, there's a couple different things that I've been working on, which is first of all, is this ambassadors program where we've invited people who have recently been through workshops who are often probably like you and I were, you know, super excited after you take the workshop to share it with people and often to become some kind of facilitator or guide for others who would like to begin to explore. And Mm -hmm. there's a huge learning curve, right? Of like, okay, I've just had this like peak experience and how do I speak about it with people? Like what you know, there's, there's this, a whole journey of just like releasing, continuing to really shame around like kind of coming out about sexuality and eroticism and being willing mm-hmm. to speak about it. And um, there's, and also just developing the languaging and the ability to actually speak about your story. So we've developed a, a curriculum a program for supporting workshop participants who want to share kind of develop the soft skills as well as whatever practical skills to to speak about the work and to begin to host little taster events and things like that and we're also developing some new women's programming um, 
one of which is called Discovering the Body Erotic, which is mm. a fully clothed weekend event for women. Well, we're starting with one for women, but we're also going to be offering one for all genders in September in Atlanta. The one for women is coming up at the end of March in mm -hmm. Western Massachusetts at Nine Mountain um, Retreat Center. And my friend Suzanne and fellow, not fellow, I should say sister faculty person, uh, Suzanne yeah. <laughs> Blackburn and I, she I and like I this. are, right, <laughs> she and I are co-teaching this one um, in Massachusetts. And what it is, is a, a weekend workshop for women that's designed to be uh, a more, a truly introductory experience because the celebrating body erotic that you and I both experienced can definitely be, and obviously has been for many, an introductory experience. And it's, as we both know, it's a pretty intense dive that not oh, everyone is, is quite, <laughs> not everyone's quite willing to jump into that right away. So we right. designed <laughs> this as a way to, for women to start into the work in a way that might feel a little more accessible. So it'll be some really beautiful embodiment exercises and opportunity to really begin to unpack for each woman, what is pleasure? How does pleasure live in my body? How do I ask for what I want? What are the things that get in the way of asking for what I want? I mean, I feel like that question in and of itself is like, you know, <laughs> a, a workshop just wow, right there, yeah. right? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. yeah. So we'll be exploring those questions as well as the, our relationships with our yoni. I mean, that's like, that's such an important um such an important relationship. And for me, I mean, I didn't touch on this too much in my story, but that's been a really important part. Like I knew my Yoni knew that I was done with my marriage like nine years before I my it got the information traveled very slowly from my Yoni up to my head. <laughs> you know, yes. Like, yes. So, so a big part of what we'll be doing in this workshop is just spending time beginning to clear away the barriers that, that prevent us from communicating directly with our yonis and from really hearing the wisdom that she holds for all of us. So mm. that'll be, that'll be a journey. A journey yeah. Also, you know. I love that. I love that. The, the mind pussy connection, yep. the genital connection <laughs> in general, you know, and how, how disconnected that can be. And I love what you said about the wisdom that's there that you already knew in your Yoni that your marriage was over and this, you know, why do you think that process took so long for you to oh connect the two? <laughs> because for me, I really had, the, it was tied actually to, to my I guess this is like where my type A personality really comes out is like tied to this idea of what it means to be a successful person and a successful marriage. And so it was unacceptable for me to, to really um, own. Well, I guess that has more to do with like why it took that long for me to be okay with my marriage being, well, I guess that's the same thing. <laughs> Just yeah. <laughs> a long time for me to be okay that my marriage might be over. 
Um, and also I think that like, we just, my husband and I just really didn't have the tools for exploring, you know, for understanding what makes for polarity, what makes for attraction, what makes, what makes for a good sex life. Like, you know, a friend of mine said to me once, it's like, well, you guys just expecting to like get married and, you know, be so hot for each other. And for that, just to like last magically for like decades without like any sort of work on it. (laughs) I I, kind of think that's the prevailing like myth, right? (laughs) That Like people have, but it just, we just sort of expect that magic that's there in the beginning to continue forever and ever. Amen. Which, you know, most of us who have walked the path, that's, it's just not quite how it works. You need a little more, need a little more support and resources and learning along the way. So absolutely. And it's interesting that that assumption is really what happens when we don't talk about our sexuality and, you know, don't allow ourselves to really look at it. It does become this sort of, well, it's just got to work. It's working for everybody else. Right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And everybody else is saying the same thing. Well, it's working for everybody else. Right. So yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that. That's really fascinating. So I wanted to ask you, what are you personally, and we talked about the school and, and the school is, developing and doing really beautiful things. Um, what are you personally passionate about bringing into this world as someone who teaches um, in the sexual arts? Mm, oh my goodness. I love finding ways for people to reunify their sexuality and their their erotic life with their spiritual life because I think that there is just such magic that happens when we allow I actually I could put it even more gently like it's just allowing that sense of pleasure Mm. to begin to guide ourselves not only in our spiritual lives but just in our day-to-day life I mean they're the same thing but just to allow that sense of pleasure to really permeate through all parts of ourselves and to guide us towards those, those big fat yeses, you know, what are the things that we really want to be saying yes to in our lives and kind of magnetizing our, our bodies towards those things and allowing ourselves to just move towards those things and let go of the things that hold us back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't know, that's like probably a vague answer, but there, I mean, there's so many other like, I mean, I think that's the thing that, um, that pulls together all of the different offerings and, you know, the ways that I hold space for people. Um, it it is this pleasure driven (laughs) or pleasure guided. That sounds a little more, a little softer pleasure guided life, I guess. Yeah. Mm. I love that. And so this is something that we didn't talk about, and I am putting you on the spot just a little bit. Mm, yeah, go for it. <laughs> but I'm wondering if for someone who's listening to this, who doesn't really have the context of living a life of pleasure, mm. what is a take home? What's a, maybe something that they can practice um, just mm. to give this a shot? If they're curious about what you're talking about, 
what's a simple way that someone can cue into pleasure? Uh, do you have any ideas? I just want to give people a little take home so that they can be like, maybe this will work for me <laughs> because yeah. I think, you know, and I've talked a bit about this, um, that so many people are afraid of living in their pleasure and, um, that they, that they think that, you know, they need to be more stoic in life and, and all of those things. Um, so I'm wondering if, if there's just a little something that you yeah. can go into. Got it. Yeah, totally. Oh, that's such a fun, fun question. And I'm not yeah. going to overthink it too much. I'm just going to go with the first thing that showed up in my, in yes. my mind, which is one of my, it was kind of, I, I'll call it like a gateway practice to me. It was like one of these practices that I used for years and still do sometimes, but I'm not, I, I've, it's, it's sort of shifted the way it lives in me. Um, and I used to call it bliss practice. And mm-hmm. I would base, I would set the timer for 15 minutes or whatever time frame worked for me. Um, and there's something about setting a timer, at least mm-hmm. for me, that's really magical. It like opens up because having a time bounded activity, it just feels a little safer. Maybe, you know, it creates like a certain sort of container, I guess, of, I know there's going to be an end to it. It's not this like open-ended thing. Um, and, and in that 15 minutes, I would literally just allow myself to, to pursue, like to move towards whatever felt the most blissful to me. So and I know for some people it's like it may end up being like something artistic which is sort of what it ended up being for me the first time I tried it I was actually in a a park in Baltimore Maryland visiting a friend of mine Uh and I think again I'd probably just heard about it on a podcast I think about this idea and I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna try this like so I set the timer and that day I had my journal and like my yoga mat, like there's all kinds of things like I could have done. It could have been practicing yoga, it could have been breathing, it could have been laying there. I mean, I wasn't in private, so it couldn't have been self-pleasuring, but you know, if I'd been at home in my room, then maybe it could have been yeah. self-pleasuring <laughs> for 15 minutes, you know, who knows. Um, I happened to be in public and what it ended up being was, was I started playing with, the leaves and the sticks and the stones that I found in the park and just like making like, like arrangements with them, like kind of nature mandalas basically. And I like was taking pictures of them and just like noticing, like allowing my sense of kind of aesthetic pleasure, I guess, to really guide how I arranged the leaves and like which shade of green was the most appealing to me and which shape looked nice next to this shape and introducing a stick or a stone to provide like a line that really complemented the other shapes and textures there and so it really brought me into this subtle place in my inner world of like where, where does bliss live? Like what is visually the most blissful for me right now? Um, and, and just like, I just full out went, went for that for 15 minutes and then did it again the next day. I think I'm not sure how long I kept it up for, but it was, it was several months of, of really using that practice a lot to, to connect to what was most blissful, pleasurable for me in that moment. So 
So there's a little nugget. I love it. It sounds so (laughs) delicious. And I love too how you talked about, I mean, that's really expansive. You weren't talking about just touching yourself, although that could have been part of the practice, but you were playing in nature with these different elements and how they looked and, and felt to you. And I think that's such an expanded way to look at pleasure. I love that. So, all right, all of y'all take that (laughs) list practice Set your timer for 15 minutes. So good. And I want to hear back from those of you that do it. So yeah, yeah, and I'll send it over to you, Sarah. (laughs) Awesome. We'll collect collect more interesting, um, you know, data around pleasure will satisfy yeah. the science again. So, <laughs> but yeah, definitely. I love that so much. Um, mm-hmm. So I have one more question for you. Um, Wonderful. One more question for you. And that is, what is your at large um, vision for where sexuality is going for all of us, where this pleasure practice is taking us, what's, what's the big vision for you? Mm, Gosh, that's an amazing question. Do you mean like, where do I see it sort of taking the world? Or like, wow, you know, kind of wherever you want to go with that. What's, what's the big vision kind of, you know, um, if it could be any way, what would it be? Hmm. Because I know you're a big visioner. I know, you know, something that we haven't really gotten into is all of the myriad of things, not just with the school, but outside the school. I know you're a rock climber. I know you uh, practice, you know, you travel to India regularly and you have a very um, important yoga practice for yourself. Um, So I want to hear your vision. So I, I, I don't know if this is exactly the, this, the direction you were wanting to go with this, but what's coming for me is, is the word community and, um, yeah, so I guess it is a vision, like just in being able to envision a community of people where sexuality like a sex a true sex positive community I think where Mm. sex isn't this shameful um you know it's it's not relegated to behind closed doors and um and it's yeah it doesn't live in the shadowy shameful place where it often does in Mm. our in our in the larger culture so yeah so envisioning that that community and where there's a literacy around communication and intimacy and also a willingness to consider and look at how eroticism lives in each of us uh, as not only a way to relate to one another, but as this portal to the divine you know, to these transcendent aspects of ourselves that, um, that aren't necessarily accessed um, without availing ourselves of this, this transcendent energy. 
that comes through eroticism. Uh, so let me just breathe into that more and see if I can get a little more specific. Um, and also connecting to nature mm. as for me, that's such a, a important part of, you know, nature is like the, the constant reminder of how of embodied eroticism, right? Like you go out mm-hmm. and you, you walk outside and it's like just seeing the dance between the elements and, you know, even in the plant world, right? Like the, the, the stamen and the pistol and the, you know, the, the reproductive organs and plants mm-hmm. as well as, as well as in the animal world. And, um, and the earth and the sky and just the, the polarity that exists in nature that also exists in humanity. So, so visualizing a community where those, that polarity and that dance is honored as sacred, as well as the way that polarity lives in humans um, as the, the life force itself. I love that. You've really created an expanded picture of what it means to be an erotic being, you know, Mm. by bringing in the nature aspect and, and just the pleasure within that. I think, I think that probably has created a few aha moments with people Mm. Um, and will, you know, with this people listening to this, that, that, you know, eroticism can be so much more than, than what we know of as sex. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I love, love, love that. Yeah. yeah. That's something that I've heard quite a bit lately from people after body electric workshops is people are like, I don't, I don't think I even knew what eroticism is or was like, it's a, it's given people a whole reframing mm. of it. And um, yeah. And I think that's, I think that's important. I think it can be healing when we just sort of loosen our grip on, you know, the way we've always boxed ourselves in or you know, mm. the way we understand something and kind of are given another perspective. So, yeah. yes, I love that so much. Mm. So thank you for sharing all of that, Sarah. And I know we had talked about, you have um, the discovering the body erotic women's uh, retreat, um, yes. which is the new one that you were talking about a minute ago. And there's one of those coming up soon in the next couple months. Can you tell me? about? Yep. That? Yeah, that is March 27th to 29th. And that is at Nine Mountain Retreat Center in Western Massachusetts, Plainfield, Massachusetts. Okay. And yeah, it will be facilitated by myself and my associate Suzanne Blackburn. And yeah, I would love to have some women in the circle who are really curious about this, this path and expanding their understanding of how eroticism lives in them and showing up as the more empowered erotic being in the world. Mm. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay. So if people want to um, sign up for that, how do they go about that? Should they just get a hold of you? Or? Oh, great question. No, it's on the, um, 
they, I mean, certainly they can get a hold of me for questions and I'm, you're yes. welcome to post my contact information if people want to chat about it. The link is on uh, bodyelectric.org on the website under the workshops for women. It should be pretty easy to find if they just click on the women's section in there. So, all right. Yeah. And then speaking of that, how do people get a hold of you personally? So let's see, probably my website is a good way to do that. I guess sarahbelzeal.com um, and my, it's S-A-R-A-H and Belzeal is B-E-L-Z-I-L-E.com. And I've got a, you know, contact form on there and stuff. So yeah, that would be a lovely way to, to hear from people and engage. That's all that. I will make sure to put all of this in the notes on the podcast. So if, you uh, need to look at that visually. I've got it in the notes. Go ahead and check that out. Awesome. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for doing this with me. Thank you for being on here and sharing your story. And uh, we'll have to do this again. Oh, my goodness. I feel like you and I could just, yeah, there's so, so many juicy things to talk about. I agree. You are so gifted at asking oh. these. I was just like totally... <laughs> it's so fun to sink into these questions that you were asking and really journey with you. So thank you for bringing your incredible high vibration to oh. this work and to your being of service to this community. So oh, such a bright oh. light, dear. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much, Sarah. I appreciate that. Well, um, I look forward to talking to you again soon. And uh, for now, Take care. Enjoy the rest of your day. If you yes. have any questions, reach out and we will see you all soon. Bye. Um, thank you. Bye.